When I was growing up in Lithuania, I didn't know anyone who was gay. Not because there were no gay people in Lithuania, just because they were forced to hide. There were always some rumors or whispers, but nothing certain. When I grew older, I saw the other side. A bit more violent side, where people could not be openly gay in fear of discrimination and abuse. It existed everywhere in society, in schools, workplaces, and even families. I left Lithuania a while ago, and this program allowed me to revisit the past I have known, and hopefully to see how it is changing. For a long time, I was thinking, how should I start this program? What kind of example would draw the best picture of the life in Lithuania? And there's many nice examples, and there's the sad ones. And I decided to choose a sad one. This is a story of how Armand and his brother were attacked. There is like these three like buff guys that were probably like drunk. They were going past the same like sidewalk as we were. In retrospect, maybe we could have just like changed sidewalks and nothing would have happened. But like at the time I had like white dyed hair and my brother had blonde dyed hair. If you look at us, you can see that we're like twin brothers or at least brothers. The guys, they thought like we were like a pair of like gay. They said like, yeah, fucking faggot. It was really stupid of me. Like looking back, you should never provoke anyone like that. But I said like, yeah, look at yourself. They got angry. Me and my brother were like two skinny guys. We're not really big in the self-defense department. They grabbed me and my brother. But the thing is, like, me and him just, like, easily slipped up. We ran away. It seems like they weren't following us. We were, like, right next to our building door. And then I just randomly decided to just, like, look back. And I saw that, like, they were there. And uh, I started screaming, run. I got into uh, building complexes. And my brother didn't because he had like a hoodie and the guy like grabbed him by the hoodie. So basically I was inside and the three guys were outside with my brother. While that was happening, I was calling every like neighbor door like that I could and also just calling the police at the same time. And I was hearing like how the guy was bashing my brother's head. Luckily, Armand's brother didn't get seriously injured. The attackers were never charged. In upcoming weeks, Armand was leaving for the Netherlands to study. Armand and me talked a lot about how it was growing up in a small town of Lithuania, the town I knew so well, as I grew up there too. You mentioned last time when we talked as well that you were like probably the brightest gay in your hometown at that time. I want to say like I was a little bit more feminine looking like I was like non-binary looking emo boy you know with long like pink hair 
I do think that like I shared a lot of lived life experiences to someone that considers themselves non-binary. Sometimes I'd go into like the guy's dressing room in the gym class or like the guy's bathroom and like the guys would be like, oh, you're in the wrong bathroom. Oh, you're in the wrong like changing room. <laughs> when you're that type of person, you know, like with that's not necessarily a traditional man. You might feel a little less safe. I think that made dating for me in my small town a little bit harder because like not a lot of people wanted to date someone as, uh, I don't want to say gay as that, but like as um, vibrant as that, you know, because like not everyone was at the same level of out. During our conversation, Armand shared the story of how his parents learned that he was gay. It was a terrifying time in the life of a 14-year-old. We had like a family computer and we didn't have our own computer. So like I sat on Facebook. One of my friends like asked me like, what are you going to do? Like if your parents find out that you're gay or something. I just said like, yeah, they're not going to find out because I'm only going to say when I'm like, in a safe environment. I was like going out with some friends and then later my parents called me and told me that they read everything on my Facebook. They were really mad. They were mad that like I didn't tell them. They were mad that like they have like a gay son. They threatened to like leave me in the capital of Lithuania with just like a suitcase and that's it. While they were sitting in the kitchen, I just thought, okay, I'll leave, you know, because I didn't feel safe in the house. I was trying to put on my shoes, but like as as I wanted to put my shoes on, I heard the, the door open. So I just like ran. I ran to the bus stop and got into a bus. I was barefoot without like a bus ticket, like driving to my grandmother's to just like go there and cry. I'm just lucky that it wasn't anything like violent, violent. It was like really verbally violent. They were really angry. They brought me to a psychologist thinking that like the psychologist is going to fix me. Psychologists didn't really try and fix me, but we would like talk about like family stuff. But I just really felt like the psychologist was taking advantage of the situation because like he was telling my parents like, yeah, he's definitely not gay. Maybe he was trying to protect me, I don't know. Ruslan was another person I talked to. He came from a completely different part of Lithuania, from the Russian minority part. Ruslan is 21 years old and he's studying in Denmark at the moment. Last summer was very important to him because he finally came out to his family. I tried to catch moments, for example, okay, I needed to talk separately with dad and mom. And there was exactly one evening, like specially set up, you know, in a way that it's like, I know he was coming from some kind of trip, mom was at work, then dad is like in a good mood in the house, only with me. And I'm like, that's it. And I started like to talk more about like, oh yeah, and in general, I'm quite scared in general, like to share with you and talk with you because I feel that there's going to be a lot of judgment. She said, like, what are you talking about? Then he went for a hug. 
during the moment of hug and saying like that I'm gay. Then there was a little pause and he goes back. I could see that he was shocked, but he was not surprised. Ruslan admits that he had many fears before finally deciding to come out to his father. He feared that his father might start drinking or get aggressive, as that has happened in the past and could repeat again. He was having a very theatrical life. It involves a lot of drinking also. He was drinking a lot, like they were in general drinking a lot. That was brought to the family but it was never really talked about. And I could say that I made a big uh, footprint on me. It's a lot of fear. It's a lot of fear that like, if he's gonna get disappointed, he's not gonna talk about it, but he will go get wasted, come back and start to do some kind of violent shit. That at one point, like I had a, I had a chat with one guy, like talking like, oh my God, I have that guy in the school. It's like, maybe during the summer, I'm gonna have plans on him. And then my dad somehow found out this chat. At one point he just showed up drunk. He said that he found this like chat. Are you gay? And I said like, you know, no, I have a girlfriend crush. And then he takes like a giant knife. And he says to me like to like 11 year old child. If you're gay, then just put this knife inside of my heart. Next morning, I think there were a couple of looks. There was no talk about it, and we just moved on. There were also manipulations about that. I don't know, before my graduation, I chose a super nice shirt of my friend, and I came home, and I'm like, oh my God, look at this cute shirt. And my dad goes like, what is this? It has buttons on the female side. How are you gonna wear it? People gonna see it. You want like to embarrass your family or what? You want me to again lay down here with a knife, drunk? Not all of my interviewees had a rough time coming out. I was happy to hear stories of loving and accepting families. One of such was Kasparov's story. Kasparov was raised by his mother after his parents got divorced when he was at the age of three. He told me how his mother sometimes had to work between two or three jobs in order to support him and his sister. Kasparos admits that his mother had a lot of influence in his life. I don't know if it's like all right to say because like 2020, but I think just, you know, because I got nurtured more by my mother, I think I kind of grew softer, more kinder, more empathetic, like, Whereas my father is slightly opposite of it. He's like really rough, stronger pionated. Kaspers told me that for some time he was shying away from telling his mom that he was gay. He was the second person I came out to. First person I told was my sister. And I was really kind of keeping myself distant from my mother on that topic. I wouldn't say she would ever judge like any of my actions. She's a really devoted Christian. She would always keep herself really neutral or wouldn't express her opinion. But I wouldn't really understand on what side she's on, but apparently she was on our side. Yay. <laughs> 
did it change your relationship with your mother when you told her? It really did. I think we even came closer because, like, I could open up on more topics with her. Like, oh, you know what? I like this boy. What do you think of him? You know, and she was really supportive. I asked Kasparas about his father and their relationship. I really don't want to say it about my dad, but he had like toxic masculinity. Since I was like really skinny and not his boy, like obviously I'm not his ideal son. He would kind of make fun of me, like saying, "Oh, you're skinny, you're weak. You need to go do that. You need to go to sports and shit. Like why? Why the hell you need to do art?" I was intentionally avoiding him. I don't need a bully in my life who is my parent. And when I came out to my father, he took it really well, and he he said like he's proud of me. Violetta's story is somehow similar, but then again completely different. She was raised in a single parent family. While she was growing up, her mother provided her and her brother with a safe and understanding environment. When I finally told my mother from all the family members, she probably was the only person with whom I actually had a conversation about it. But I couldn't even call it a conversation. The only thing she told me was that she already knew and was just waiting for me to be ready to tell her. I said, Mom, why didn't you ask me if you knew? She answered that it wasn't something easy that you could simply ask about. What the conversation changed was that all the fears of me being seen publicly with my girlfriend disappeared. I wasn't worried anymore that it might cause uncomfort. I am actually very lucky with the people around me. There was no one who turned away from me after I came out. Violeta admits that not all of her relatives were so understanding, and it took them a while to get used to such news. I sometimes still feel that people are uncomfortable to talk about it just because they are not used to it. I noticed that some people around me, especially older ones, would feel uncomfortable. But it is changing. Now when I come to visit, they feel much more comfortable. I think people should stop seeing the labels they create themselves. You know, when you tell somebody that you belong to LGBTQ community, it seems that everything about you changes in an instant, even if you are exactly the same person. Mantas is another person who agreed to share his story with me. He's 26 years old and lives away from his parents, but still carries a burden of coming out. He fears what his parents' reactions might be. He knows that they love him and wish him all the best, but at the same time they might be influenced by other people's prejudice. Though I haven't told them uh, that I'm not straight, uh, I, I still wonder how that would change uh, our relationship. And I'm really uncertain about their reaction. Maybe I'm just waiting for them to ask me about it. Definitely, if they ask me, I would tell them. I would like to live in in the public where you wouldn't need to come out. That would be an ideal public, but uh, we are quite far away from that yet. 
I was eager to know how such stereotypes in society and the constant hiding of your true self might affect their lives. It was highly influencing my dating life. I did not go to any dates until 21. I was scared. Although I definitely knew that I'm not straight. Afterwards, I went on one date and it didn't hurt. <laughs> it was okay. So after some time, I went on another one. Then I moved to Germany for Erasmus. That also changed my mindset, made me a little bit more free. So when I came back from Germany, I think that was like a break point for me. I came out to myself. Maybe if I started like my personal life uh, when I was 15 or 16, what straight couples do, yeah, I think my personal life would have developed uh, differently. I would have have more experience in a romantic relationship, which is like psychologically very important to start developing from young age. Maybe when I was in high school, it kind of like was hurtful to hear like people say s such things because like obviously we are no children anymore, we are I've been in a relationships where the stereotypes created by society had a lot of influence. There was fear of expression, even as simple as holding hands. Or even when people question if I have a boyfriend and I say no. But I'm not single, I have a girlfriend. But I could not say that out loud. In the past, I used to not allow myself to say that. But now, if someone asks if I have a boyfriend, I would say, no, I have a girlfriend. Hearing stories, which sometimes led to acceptance and understanding, made me think about Ruslan and his father. Could that story have a happy ending? I don't talk with my dad, but then it's like, he still sends me money, for example. And it's great, and I'm like, I'm very happy about this, but it's just like, it's not making it better, like, you know, on a mental, healthy way. It feels I'm already now not his child, but I'm just this burden that he made, that he created. And now he just needs to, like, send money to this. And how does that make you feel? Like, are you upset because of that? Angry? It's the same as with coming out. You need to kind of feel that it's time. It's just maybe it will not take me 21 years. This is the part where you are like really, I think, growing up and like understand that it's like just by dropping something in the air and not trying to solve it, not trying to work with it, you will not bring good to anybody. This is why for me it's easier to approach the situation that my dad is not talking with me now because of my sexuality. Because he was raised in different time, he's raised in different culture. But I wouldn't say that he was unsupportive. I think it was exactly this topic which was the most triggering. When, for example, with my mom, it's different. I could say that to breaking this ice took us to another level. You're living away from your family now. And how are your relationships with them? Do you often call each other? We do call each other and we just talk like about family stuff. It's interesting conversations mostly, but I always feel like we don't really talk about like my life. I don't really tell them much about like my dating life. They also just don't ask much about my dating life. 
I was recently at my dad's wedding. Before going, since we have like this interesting relationship with them, um, I asked him like, if I go to your wedding, are you gonna go to my wedding? Because like that's like a deciding factor, you know. Like if you're not gonna go to mine, I'm not gonna go to yours. He said like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with this like lifestyle you live in, whatever. But like, I'd go to your wedding. I do feel like their reaction is getting better and softening, and that's like one of the reasons that like I still talk to them. When we were teenagers and whatever, like our relationship was really non-existent or just really bad. Still not where I wanted to be. I just feel like they're like understanding that okay, this is what it is. It's not going to change, and you can either just have me in your life, or just not have me in your life. During our conversation, Violeta mentioned that she just left her previous employment at a children's camp, where she worked as a camp leader, and she started noticing negative attitudes coming from her co-workers. I wasn't directly told by my co-workers that they don't feel safe when I'm with children. I guess there are plenty of such stories, not only in the cases where you work directly with people, but even working in a team where discrimination and labeling is still present. Violeta is correct to say that her experience at work could not be the only one. Sadly, the most recent study, which was done in 2017, showed that nearly half of the Lithuanian people who took the survey would not be happy or feel comfortable working in the same environment with a person from LGBTQ community. Mantos also told me that his co-workers don't know about his sexual orientation yet. He fears that if they would learn, it might provoke some mean jokes. He also shared his experience in university. I would say university was a pretty safe place. Maybe it would be a good idea not to tell to your professors. I would definitely know that for some it would have influenced even my marks. There were even two or three professors which were openly anti-LGBT, homophobic, some very sexist. Old professors, mostly with the Soviet mindset. How that made you feel that like such people are actually allowed to teach? Of course, angry, but at the same time, like hopeless. You cannot do anything. While talking with Kaspers, we briefly touched the subject of the Lithuanian military, as he had thoughts of joining it as volunteer. Lithuanian military requires all males of a certain age to join the service for nine months, with some exceptions. Recently, there have been many worries about hostilities in the military towards members of LGBTQ community, as the military itself announced that they cannot assure their safety. Having one of the options of joining the military. Okay, so what happens if I join? I might get bullied if people find out they might not want to go to the same shower as me because like, oh, you're gay. I might get looked down. And there are no legal protection of such things from happening to gay people in Lithuanian military. If I get drafted, I might switch position to, as a, to volunteer, like to ensure myself to be there. 
few weeks after our talk, Kasper sent me a picture of the letter from the military, which stated that he is being requested to enter mandatory service. We had a short call afterwards, and if all goes well, Kaspers will start his nine-month service in the military at the end of this year. He seemed enthusiastic and optimistic about it, and I could only wish him all the best of luck. After all these conversations, I kept on wondering why it is being so hard for Lithuanian people to accept LGBTQ community. Could it be the old mindset, which hasn't yet been able to adapt? Or maybe it is the cult of toxic masculinity, which has always been so evident in Lithuanian culture. Many of my interviews talked about toxic masculinity, which surrounded them not only while they were growing up, but everywhere they went. I think straight people think if uh, they are sitting next to LGBT person, that person will definitely try to hit on him or her. Maybe that's, that's the main reason why they uh, would feel uncomfortable. Another reason I think is uh, straight people does not know much about LGBT people. They are still leaded by idea of how LGBT people live or who they are from old times. They think they do not know any LGBT persons themselves. Although I think they do. But they are just uh, hiding. So they think as about LGBT people as like a unicorn which just does not exist. In the conversations with all of these amazing people, I heard what I was fearfully expecting to hear. But I have also learned a lot in some instances, it was sad and frustrating, in some joyful and hopeful. I saw in these people so many different emotions. And I also just don't feel like I want to live my young days trying to make a change. Because yes, you're making a change, but like it's going to be so slow and painful while it's happening. I know it's really bad of me to say, but like, I'd rather just live my young days like somewhere where I don't need to be afraid or hide. We're like an island of hope in, in like by our surrounding countries, because like Latvia is like they are working on it, but like not as fast as us. Like Poland, we've seen like all the protests and all. Belarus, no way. Russia, what are we talking about? So yeah, I think we we are really moving forward really fast. I think we need to put in more positivity if we want to reach out to people and get their acceptance. There is a thing, like quite common saying. It's all right that you are gay, just don't show it publicly. But I think what we should do is quite the opposite. We should show it as much as possible so straight people would get comfortable with that. And even gay people would get comfortable with that. Because what they are getting now in the news is that it's not normal.
One thing is evident to me, that the change will come. Slowly, it is already making its way in. While living here in Ireland, I often forget how fragile our liberty can be. But it is human's nature to take for granted something you already have and only miss it when it's lost. I really hope that the LGBTQ community in Lithuania will very soon be able to enjoy the liberties we have here in Ireland and hopefully won't take them for granted. It doesn't matter whether it is Ireland, Lithuania or any other part of the world. We must always remember the struggles LGBTQ people went through in order that others could enjoy its fruits. Love and Loathing in Lithuania was written, produced and edited by Laura Matyushitite from TU Dublin School of Media. Thanks for listening. Thank you.